0: Welcome back to the Kentucky History Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Cable, and we're excited to be joined again by Derek Lindo of Kentucky Civil War to talk more about the Battle of Richmond.
1: We're ready for phase two? Yeah. So uh, the Union is going to regroup. Uh, they've got a, a solid uh, lawn that they set up on a road called the Duncannon Lane. It's a uh, east-west running road. Um, Brigade I know what is, that is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I know where that yeah. is because there's, there's an exit now. There's...
1: There is. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> now the thing, the sad thing is about this part of the battlefield is where Charles Kruft's was, where the major fighting happens. They, that's, that's all developed now. It's a, um, mm-hmm. some sort of industrial plant. I, I don't, I didn't really see what it was, but yeah, it's, so you, you don't, the, the battlefield, the visuals that you would have, that they would have seen, you know, that that's all gone. Uh, but you know, cross the road a little bit more. Uh, you can see where Manson's line was set up, and that still seems to be, you know, farmland and uh, pasture and things like that. But yeah. so line is going to be on the um, if I'm if I'm in the Union line, Cruff's line is on the right, Manson's line is on the left, but it's behind Cruff's line about 200 yards. So it's not quite end to end, you know, flank to flank line. It's there's there's a gap, and Manson's line is a little further behind. Um, yeah. So Cruft um, and he sees the Confederates advance and he, you know, they're to trade volleys and he thinks he mistakes whenever they, they get into like this little ditch and he mistakes just from his view that, you know, the, this Confederate brigade that's moving up on him ha- is either uh, retreated or it's stalled. And so he thinks, well, let's move in on them, and, and we can put them to flight. Um, so, he, he doesn't realize that the Confederates are not retreating or at all. They're just reloading and taking cover, really. And so as, the, as his men get closer, you know, they just route the Confederates rise up and just blast away. And it's some pretty thick, heavy fighting. And this whole time, you know, cruff's line is just getting hammered now. I mean, they're getting hit on the flanks again. Uh, and Manson's line, 200 yards behind, never fires a shot during this entire time. You know, for one, I mean, they are somewhat out of range, um, you know, we think of rifled muskets, you know, that they're super accurate. You know, their mm-hmm. rifle should be able to hit something at a long distance. You also have to think about these guys have never really shot these things enough to, to be good at them. So it's going to be a waste of ammunition for one. Yeah. Um, and, and when you look at it, you can, you can stand on the spot where kreft's line was. There's a little pullover area and you can see where Manson's line was and, and it's I mean, even with you know a modern weapon, I don't know that I would feel confident in being able to hit anything from that distance. So <laughs> Manson's line doesn't doesn't really do anything. Um, and then it, it's a it's a pretty brisk fight here. Uh, Claiborne's now Preston Smith's division. Now that Claiborne's been um, wounded, they move up um, on the uh, the east side of the road towards Manson's line, and they see Manson's line so far back, and then Kruff's line so far forward that. They decide that instead of going to Mansons, they're just going to turn and swing around and you know, crush cruft, which is basically what they do. And uh, so as the, they're doing this, though, the Union artillery, just to show how good this Confederate infantry is, you know, the artillery is blasting canister and just creating these massive holes in the Confederate line. And the Confederates don't stop. They, you know, Several guys go down and that line dresses itself up and just keeps on advancing as if, some guy says as if they were on parade, like as if nothing happened. Like that's just how well trained and how well experienced they are that, yeah. you know, green troops that happen, they'd be gone and they would turn around and been gone. These guys, they just, it's like, they're just robotic. They just fill that hole and just keep on going. And they crush into the getting hit on both his right and his left. And then, so the thing that ha- happened to Manson in phase one is happening to cruft here in phase two, getting hit, crushed on both flanks getting tore up pretty good. And so they have to retreat there as well. Um, And so this is going to be the longest lull of the battle. Uh, Manson orders both brigades just to fall back to Richmond. This is kind of when also when Bull Nelson shows up and uh, Bull Nelson is not happy uh, because he orders, apparently he ordered Manson not to bring on an engagement, not to bring on a big battle. And he sees what's going on here and it looks like a pretty big battle to him. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's not going well. And, uh, but Manson claims that he never got such an order. Uh, so there, there's a lot of, I told you to do this Well, I never got this sort of a lot of that yeah. going on. And it's, um, I, I don't know if it's something that's really ever been resolved. It's kind of like, you know, if you get a lost order somewhere and it's just been lost to history, someone's lying yeah. and it yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lying. And I don't really know. So, um, uh, and the thing is like you know nelson was in lexington he had traveled somewhere else and then he travels to richmond i mean several miles on a horse and a very short amount of time and so i mean he's he's mad and he's well, grumpy you, you talk about that, that.
0: Let, let let i got um let me show let me show this um, a map here that kind of probably can, can paint, paint that picture so if you got richmond is right down here at the bottom mm-hmm. and then you got lexington all the way up here. And there's no way of really saying where Duncannon is. I'm going to say it's a little bit like a, south of the word Richmond.
1: Yeah, and the, I'm trying to 100%. look in there too, see if I can see. Um, I can zoom in just a little more. It's going to be in between. I think that's Rogersville right there. So it's, it's in between Richmond and Rogersville. Uh, Rogersville area is pretty close yeah. to where the first phase was. Uh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it's... Um, uh, yeah, the first phase was, I guess you could say, uh, a couple miles South of, uh, Rogersville close to Mountain Zion church. And that's the, the Richmond road that they keep retreating up, you know, towards, towards Richmond. Yeah. And then Duncan and lane is, I guess in a way it's, in, it's in the middle of phase one and phase three there. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, then, uh, well, and then you zoom out and you just got
0: Lexington all the way up here. So riding a horse mm-hmm. all the way down there. And, uh, being in shambles is, is definitely not gonna be um uh, pleasing. Yeah, so that's
1: when this that uh that Navy talent of you know that sailor's tongue comes out and I mean he just he's giving everyone a tongue lashing and he's uh there's several <laughs> accounts where I mean when his men are retreating, you know, he's taking his sword and taking you know the broadside of his sword and you know smacking guys with like getting them back in line. Um Damn. there's some instances or some some stories where he apparently there's a wounded Union soldier trying to get to the rear and Nelson didn't think he was wounded and hit him on the head and caused pretty severe injury And so you know it's Nelson's conduct at Rich, Richmond is not exactly stellar. I think if he had been in command of a full force that was together under his full command, I think he would have actually done pretty well, but he's showing up at something that it's not really a salvageable situation. And so he is just to keep his men from just outright running. He's lying to him and tells them that reinforcements are on the way and we'll whip them yet. Uh, keep fighting, just a few mm. more minutes. And so he's feeding this lie to him. And you know the soldiers are like, "Oh, there's reinforcements coming. Great, there are no reinforcements. We can do it." Yeah, <laughs> this blatant lie. Oh yeah, they, they were. Yeah. So when they retreat
0: back to, that's like. Well, that's like a uh, telling your students, "Hey, if you don't pass this K
1: prep test, you got to stay in this grade." Yeah, you, you you can't move on to the next grade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just to, enough of a lot to give some good motivation. Okay,
0: <laughs> I, I can't follow I, you know, I understand what he's doing. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> trying trying to get the victory. Yeah,
1: so he's he's uh he's trying to salvage whatever's left of you know these two brigades that he has. Um, basically, what he wants to do is drag this out tonight, um you know as soon as nightfall comes that's you know that's traditionally when civil war battles would would stop because i mean you can't they they couldn't see anything you know at night back then you know for us it's a little different today but you know back then i mean you could not see anything and you, you ran the risk of you know firing into your own men and everything so night attacks were very rare never really successful so he's just trying to we can stop them until nightfall, then we'll be okay, and we can retreat throughout the night, get back to the Kentucky River on the north side of the river, and then we can set up a good p- position, and we'll be safe, and we'll be good. Uh, that's that's what he wants, but obviously, that's it's not what's going to happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it's it's just crazy to think how many, I mean, I guess you could say decisions, or, or you know things kind of just went wrong. They did, and yeah you know that or you know for the union obviously you know uh, things were going going quite well for the confederate um uh, the confederate side of things um I, well let's get to the next i'm going to ask you the question what was the what do you think the biggest mess up was um but um well, well go ahead at this point what do you think the biggest uh issue probably in was? my
1: opinion i think i think i mean manson he's he screws the whole thing up by moving south really without any support. I mean, just one brigade out there. I mean, that's just, I feel like it's just inviting trouble. And then, you know, without having any support nearby uh, you know, if they had had both brigades there at the same time, maybe things would have gone better, but you know, it's just, he claims that he moved South to get to a better position. Uh, You know, if if you go to Richmond, there's a lot of these ridges that are just rolling ridges going up and down the Richmond road there. And I mean, they, they could be a pretty good defensive position, but when you're one brigade going up against two Confederate divisions, that's not going to, it's not going to help. Now he didn't know what was all in front of him. I mean, you can blame his cavalry for that. They had not been performing well, but uh, you know, I feel like things would have been a lot safer for him if he had just stayed a little closer to the city of Richmond itself, instead of venturing so far South. Yeah. 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 then
0: that, uh, that, uh, you know, I guess just not be, just not knowing, or you know, you want to say maybe he was just too ambitious, trying to get you know cover too much or more ground, or you know, I don't know. It's always hard to get into their it, it is, yeah, because you know
1: you don't know if was he doing it to you know be a hero or was he doing it because he was just incompetent. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Manson is going to be in command later in the war. I mean, he's gonna he, he doesn't get you know fired or anything, and you know he does fairly well. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't want to say he was incompetent, but, you know, it, it just, I guess he just had a bad day. It was, dumb <laughs>
0: it was a dumb move. <laughs> yeah, it was just
1: a, a bad decision to move south like that. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, we have the benefit of hindsight, being able to look back and see, well, there's where the mistake yeah. was. But, from you know, from what he knew and what he saw, I, he thought he was making a good decision. And, you know. I don't know what all information he had. And he claims he didn't get some information. He didn't get some orders or something. So, you know, you, you just, it's just really hard to say.
0: Yeah. 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 Huh? Well, we can just sit here and talk about it. Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so um, you said that you keep saying lulls, right? Yeah. So, what exactly does that, is that just, a, is that a, a battle term? What do you? What do you? Uh, it or, might be a Western uh, Kentucky uh.
1: thing. I'm not really for sure, but yeah. So I'll, I'll say yeah. a lull, just when when the fighting stops and there's really no fighting going on at all. So I would say it's almost like you know halftime or intermission, something like that. So where it's you know the entire day is called the Battle of Richmond, August 30th, but you know yeah. the battle was not start here and ends here. You know it starts stops and then there's nothing for a few hours and then starts up again and it stops and there's nothing for a few hours. And, you know, in between those phases that we talked about, it's mostly the two forces just moving, uh, the Confederates resting, getting water, getting resupplied, and then moving, you know, in pursuit. So, um, that, that's kind of, that's what I mean when I say lull, just, it's just, a yeah. just the pause in the fighting. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Well, I, you know, you said phases. I kind of was like, okay, phase, uh, you know. But yeah, I didn't know if that was a specific thing or anything like that, um, or, or you know, a like cool Civil War term that uh, I just didn't yeah. It, it's I don't
1: know. I don't know if very many people that use it honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it must it's an Owensboro. Might, it <laughs> might be. That's <laughs> uh,
0: so well. That's so final one, right? The third, third, third. One uh, more phase left. Yeah. One more phase and and again you so the you said the first phase is more towards rogersville uh than duncannon so now we're moving though
1: itself yeah
0: okay and i'll 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 show the map just just uh, again too i got a different map that's not as many uh things popping <laughs> out of it uh but you can see here a bit of more you know rogersville halfway point little bit more Probably Duncan
1: and then you got in Richmond, so
0: mm-hmm. they're moving, they're moving north. And, and you look at that
1: map, that's a lot of ground that they've covered, you know, in in one day yeah. with that weather, that lack of water, and fighting a battle at the same time.
0: Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so, um, pretty cool. It's not showing those maps, right? It looks yep. good. <laughs> Uh, um, I, I I don't know if I mentioned, but uh, Derek here is our guinea pig doing our new cool sharing stuff. So, so let's move on to the third ball, I guess, or the third phase, however you want to say it. Uh, um, the the con- the climax of the battle, yeah. basically. So uh,
1: Nelson, um, he's going to make one last stand. Uh, just you know, he's, he's hoping he can make 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 it last till nightfall, and uh, so he he posts. Um, his men up uh, in the Richmond cemetery. It's, it's actually, you know, you can see some of the topography. If you go to the cemetery today, you can kind of see, you know, it, it is a little bit of a rise. Um I think there's like a railroad going in front of it now, which kind of cuts into what it actually used to look like a little bit, but it's, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. decent position. And, um, and there's a pretty heavily wooded area there too, where he's got some of his men posted. So it's, it's a decent spot. Um, and this is where, you know, the, the final attack happens and uh, the Confederates have an entire brigade that have not been used yet. They haven't even been in the fight. They've just been marching north all day just behind the main lines. And so that, that's a luxury that the Union don't have. The Union do not have any fresh troops. They, they get mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to call them reinforcements, but they they get some extra troops come in. Um, you know, they're not going to be heavily, heavily engaged. But, uh, you know, they are better than nothing, I guess. I mean, it's one regiment, really, and they're mounted on horses and mules, and they just happen to be in the area. Uh, But
0: um, (laughs) We'll take anybody. Yeah, yeah,
1: those guys, that regiment's interesting, too, but the 7th Kentucky. But um, they – so, yeah, the Union, they they have no one fresh, really, while the Confederates have this entire brigade that hasn't even been engaged yet. So they're – they just swap out one of the brigades with this new fresh brigade who is also pretty decently experienced. And so they renew the attack and I mean, I mean, they meet head on. I mean, it's in this part of the fight is the, I think I would call it probably the sharpest part of the entire battle where the firing is the worst. uh, The casualties are the worst. Um, You know, this is where one regiment, I think it's the uh, one of the Tennessee regiments here. I mean, they, their overall casualties for the battle ends up being about uh, well over a hundred men and which that's the highest casual rate of any regiment at the battle, especially Confederate regiments. Um, and uh, you know, they, they, they get hit hard and, um, and most of these casualties come from uh, this particular uh, part of the battle. Um, so it was the uh, I think it was second Tennessee, I think is who it was. I'm trying to, it's, it's in Hill's brigade there. Um, but they, um, you know, they, they get hit hard. This is where they also lose, um, you know, uh, Colonel Hill, who's commanding a brigade. He gets hit, he gets wounded, uh, not severely, but they also lose, uh, a colonel, one of the Tennessee regiments gets killed here too. So it's, it's a place where, I mean, they, they lose a lot of men, they lose a lot of leadership and decent, good leadership. Um, and if there's a part in the battle where the Confederates actually get stalled, uh, this is this is it. I mean, part of the line it, yeah. it does stagger, and the men get to a point where they don't really want to go any further. And uh, <laughs> it takes some, you know, some some good leadership to get them up and moving again. Um, and this is when Bull Nelson, you know, he's riding up and down his line, and he's saying things like, you know, boys, if they can't hit me, then you know they they can't hit the wire or something <laughs> like that, or they won't be able to hit you. <laughs> and and if it's one thing that I feel like we should learn from the Civil War is to never say they'll never hit me. It's always like famous last words. <laughs> Even though Nelson doesn't get killed, but he gets shot, you know, in the in the leg groin area. Uh, it's 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 not a really major wound, but you know, it reminds me of John Sedgwick uh, at, during, out you know out east in 1864 when he says. Uh, you know they can't hit an elephant at this distance, and as he's saying that, you know, a bullet goes right through his mouth and out the back of his head and kills him. It's like, <laughs> it's nice uh, words. Right there. But uh, so Nelson says that, he, <laughs> and then he gets hit. But there is yeah. some thought that maybe one of his own men fired that shot at him <laughs> because <laughs> of the way that he had been acting. You know, previously, you know, hitting his men, yeah, just you know, yeah. cussing them out and everything like that, and uh, of the movies. abuse and yeah, and someone. I think takes a shot at him. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, not really, for sure there, but, uh, that's one of the stories. So he he's down and he's kind of, he's howling in pain, you know, he's got to, so you know, he's down and eventually, you know, the, the line, the, the union, they, they don't really have much artillery left here at all. They're, they're out of ammunition for their, their artillery. Um, I think they have one yeah. gun that's able to get off a few shots and, uh, you know, and that's it, which isn't going to be enough. And, you know, the, the Confederates eventually just they, they crack the line. And after that, it's just full on retreat. I mean, just sprinting towards Richmond um, and then through the streets and then up to Lexington. Uh, some guys veer off to go towards somewhere else. But most of the guys are trying to get up to Lexington. So you've got this yeah. uh, retreat that happens. Um, there's a little bit of fighting in the city itself. Not much. There's just some shots that are traded back and forth while the union is trying to turn this nasty embarrassing route into just a normal retreat, an orderly retreat. Uh, but you know, as that's happening, uh, Colonel John Scott, we haven't talked about him in a while, but during the entire day, he's been riding towards the West of the entire battle. And he eventually by this point has made it to the North side of Richmond while the really, while the union army starts its retreat through Richmond. And so as the Confederate army is moving in from the South, John Scott comes in from the east and the north and just gobbles up these men as they're retreating. And so I think they end up having like 4,000 prisoners. And they have so many men that, you know, one guy goes, you know, one Confederate officer says, I don't know. I can't put a number on it, but we've got this many acres with (laughs) men in it full. So to kind of give you an example there, you know, a mental example there, I guess, or image. And so, you know, they, they, they capture about 4,000 men. Um, and wow. you know, when you, then when you think about all the men that are killed and wounded, it's several hundred and yeah. this army of about, you know, 6,800, it's, it's basically destroyed. You know, it's got some remnants that make it out. Not very many, <laughs> obviously. Uh, yeah. Nelson, uh, Malin, uh, General Manson, uh, his horse gets shot and, uh, You know, his horse lands on him. He's stuck and he gets captured. Uh, uh, Nelson gets uh, captured, but it's it's finally getting dark now. And the Confederates don't have enough men. This cavalry, you know, John Scott's cavalry less than a thousand men. And they've captured four thousand here, basically. And they uh, they don't have enough men to watch everybody. And then it gets dark and they can't watch everybody. So Nelson's able to slip away. And and Cruft is able to slip away too. So you know they go out into the fields and they they fl- you know flew run the run away. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they make the safety. And so a lot of Union soldiers do that too. They initially surrendered and then they see an opportunity and they just walk away. Just walk out. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, there's a lot of stories like that. But the bulk of them, you know, they they are captured and then. Uh, Kirby Smith doesn't really want to have the responsibility of feeding these men and, and guarding them or mm-hmm. sending them south, which is going to take away men from the, that his army that he has. So he decides he's just going to parole them all. And so if you ever go through Fold 3 and you look up some of these, especially 7th Kentucky Regiment that was there, um, you can go through a lot of the men. You can find these uh, these parole slips you know, that are signed in Kirby Smith's name and captured at Richmond August 30th and uh, they're paroled. Uh, so they, they don't go to prison camp, but they either go home until they're exchanged or they go back to the army where they had to sit in like a parole camp or something until they are officially exchanged. And then they get to mm-hmm. fight again. But so that's what he decides to do. So these men are just, you know, some March North, some March East and West. It's just kind of, they go everywhere. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so that's pretty much it, though. That's the end of the. It's the end
1: of the battle, yeah. And then next day, the uh, cross the Kentucky River without really any resistance, and mm-hmm. Lexington's I mean, next. And that, they they marked uh, the Just think
0: if there's a force. Yeah. You know, if there was a force waiting on the side of the river, you yeah. know, yeah, uh, that, that would have probably prevented it. Yeah, and
1: <laughs> good thing for the Confederates, you know, is they destroyed yeah. that force basically before they the river. <laughs> so that that was that was the goal. Was you know that. You know, this Union force has foolishly moved south of the river, and um, you know, if we want to get to the other side of that river, we're going to have to destroy them before we get there, and and that's what they did. And so then they were able to cross the river uh, easily and went into Lexington to great fanfare, Uh, a lot of cheer, yeah, a lot of support there. Not a lot of recruits, they were, but not a lot of recruits, but a lot of people happy to see them. So.
0: Well, and that's a that's an interesting part of it is like that you know they were in Lexington for a you know a, a good amount of time good. you know I mean you think about Frankfurt you know they were only there for like a week you know um, but an interesting fact and I I might have mentioned this before on the show you know um, Lexington was the only city to run a horse race under a Confederate flag and a American I flag did not know was. that yeah uh because that they while they were there they you know horse racing oh, yeah. kept going yeah. for sure yeah they got to stop horse racing, yeah. but it doesn't matter who's in charge but yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah that that was a that's an interesting little little fact there um and, and there's a there's a book written and i uh, francis i think it's francis peters or something uh she she is um in lexington during the confederate uh take over and when the confederates leave and she has like a diary mm-hmm. uh it's, it's 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 pretty interesting i've not read all of it but um a, you know, pretty good pretty good little uh, uh book to check out if you're kind of oh yeah let's get that feel it's of the time always
1: interesting i think to uh, see you know from that perspective you know I, I read so much about you know the soldier's perspective or the general's perspective but getting you know the the view from a civilian i think is always pretty interesting yeah yeah um so I mean, like
0: you said, second second biggest battle in uh, Kentucky, probably for sure. Yeah, that and Mill Springs. I mean, they're they're similar. Mill Springs, yeah. pretty close. Yeah. Um, uh, but which you know, it's funny. I mean, we'll have to talk about Perryville too, and then compare the two because one of them was kind of a a, a dumb dumb union loss <laughs> and a great Confederate victory. Yeah. And the other one's kind of the same thing, only flipped flipped the side yeah. a little bit. Perryville, uh, it's
1: a uh it's such an interesting battle you know it's one of these where yeah. so many weird things happen uh, you know it's mm-hmm. I mean Confederates you know they, they tear up that Union line or one of the one Union Corps gets tore up and then they finally realize oh there's two more <laughs> that didn't even fight for me so we <laughs> might have won the day we stick around it's not gonna stay that way so yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. it's it's such a the entire Kentucky campaign, I think, is just fascinating. And, you know, yeah, th- there's there's some good books on it, but I feel like there just needs to be a whole lot more on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and Richmond is so interesting because it, it just one day, man. All that happens in one yeah. day. I mean, that's a lot. And I mean, you, you know, you could probably definitely go into a lot more detail, but that's so, that's yeah. Well, when
1: we really do the tour, to I, I cover the Confederate side and then, um, a uh, friend, Daryl, he covers the North, the, the union side. He's from Ohio. So it's naturally he's going to cover the union side. Yeah. Go <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> but uh, so we, we split it up that way. And uh, we, we start off at uh, this year. We start our, started off at big Hill. And uh, then we just moved our way North. And, you know, as went to the spots where the armies that were at the best that we could. And we talked about what happened there as best we could from the views that we could see. And, um, you know, it, we had lunch in the middle of the day. So we had our lulls in between the action and, uh, but you know, it, it was, uh, it was a fun time and, you know, it was, we spent most of the day outside and you know, walking the field and
0: uh-huh. walking yeah. Battle of
1: Richmond. Yeah. So it was yeah, yeah, there's, pretty there's cool. A whole lot that you can go into.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, again, before, before we uh, wrap up. So, um, you said the depot was on a lot of the spot. You can't go to it really. Yeah. Um, and then there's the Richmond Cemetery. Is uh,
1: some of the area was there. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, Duncan Yeah, Duncanan Lane is. You can see where Mansons Line was, but where the heaviest fighting took place, that's been developed. But uh, yeah, the, the, the first phase, you know, you've got Mount Zion Church, you've got the Armstrong House. I mean, it's you got Churchill's Draw where those Confederates were, unnoticingly, mm-hmm. you know, marching through, and then, uh, which is, I mean, just seeing that, I mean, there's a, a neighborhood. That's right by the church. There, yeah. uh, there's a golf course there. It's like a walking trail too, but um, but you know, from Mount Zion Church, you can you can get a good sense of where they were at and uh, you know, kind of where, where the movements were at. Um, I mean, yeah. if you just stop at Mount Zion Church, I mean that that building is just so interesting to look through. So,
0: did, is there a specific uh part that's like a the park yeah right? a, uh, like a, a battlefield park. yeah
1: so if you go to the uh the first what i call the first phase at the armstrong house that, that's where they had the battlefield park that's where um civil war trust now american battlefield trust that's where they saved several acres operate right out of yeah. yeah and yeah. uh battle of richmond yeah. association okay. was huge in doing that too um you if you're interested in richmond you really need to check them out um you know donate to them they're the ones that are doing the heavy lifting on the ground uh, they are the ones that are uh, have put uh, interpretive signs in um you know they're the ones that promote the reenactment um you know they're they're helping us out with the tour um you know we're we've had several of their members that were with us uh when we did it and hopefully you know even more next year so um you know trying to partner with them they have a great museum there uh the armstrong house is kind of a museum uh, but then there's there's another home there that was a, a wartime home that is not exactly at any of the fighting area, but the troops definitely marched through that area. Uh, but it's yeah. um, it's I think it's Madison County Visitors. I, I can't remember the exact name off of my head, but it's it's a museum too. It's open during the week, and they've got some great artifacts in there. And um, you know, my, my son, he's six. He loved going through there. So. Uh, it's pretty neat. And, you know, they, there's a, uh, I think they've got a video on Richmond in there that they play and it's, they, they got a really cool big, uh, I guess like map, but it's it's topography map they've got in the middle of the room. And, you know, you can kind of see where phase one, phase two and phase three occurred. And when you push the button, you know, it lights up and it gives you a little thing about what happened there. So, uh, there's a lot to check out. Uh, you know, Richmond is, is a hidden gem I feel like. Yeah, it's it's not a big national battlefield or a state battlefield park, but it's it's something where you've got a lot of local people that have put in a lot of work and a lot of dedication mm-hmm. and made it really a special place, I think. And it's yeah. it's I love visiting there.
0: So something something definitely worth uh worth checking out. Taking the tour as well. Definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and well, how so? You, you're planning the tour for next year as well. How do you? How would you get how would you sign up for that? So
1: we um, we haven't really started pushing it yet on our um, on our website. Uh, we're, we're still trying to nail down the exact date, but we're we're thinking it's be a little earlier in the year, next year, earlier in the summer at least. Because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we we did it this year. I think very end of July. I think it was like July 30th, something like that. We did it. It was it was a hot day. I mean, we we got lucky with weather. It was cloudy, and so that that took off a of the heat. Yeah. But you know, still, you know that that uh, it could have been sweltering hot, but so we're going to do it a little yeah. bit earlier next year. Um, so if you go to westerntheatercivilwar.com, scroll down towards uh, events and you'll find several of the different events that we're doing. We're doing something for Perryville next year too. Uh, we're still oh, in the wow. planning stages, but it's going to be pretty awesome. I think we're, we're going to have several, yeah. several um, great tour guides there uh, doing that. Uh, they're going to focus on their own aspect of the battle. And it's uh, it's, it's going to be pretty awesome, I think. So uh, that's still in the planning stage. We're planning that for for next fall, uh, next year. So there's a, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. But, yeah, Richmond is going to be one where I think Daryl and I have basically decided we're going to do it every year. Uh, it's going it to be an annual thing because, you know, I, I think the, the more that we can do for Richmond, the more that we can get people there to visit, then, you know, that's going to be much better for them and being able to preserve more of that battlefield whenever the opportunities yeah. pop up.
0: Yeah, well that, that sounds good and
1: that's uh
0: we'll, we'll do as many podcast episodes yeah. as we need to <laughs> on it as well <laughs> uh, well um i'm gonna try to do this let's see let's see how it goes um oh there it goes it's working so far um the, we're, we're gonna have an outro outro here um so again uh if, if you're listening to this on podcast you can go to youtube and watch the watch the uh episode of mine and Derek's faces and a few other pictures. So that's pretty cool. Um, again, you can find Derek at the, um, on Facebook at, um, Facebook at Kentucky civil war, just type in Kentucky civil war on Twitter as well. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at K Y history pod. Um, Derek, man, thanks for joining us. Um, I guess maybe Perryville's next. We can talk about Perryville. Yeah, or- anytime
1: you talk Civil War, Wildcat, I, I can always make time to talk about Civil War. So yeah, yeah.
0: Wildcat Mountain. Well, oh, I love, yeah, <laughs> I
1: love talking about the Eastern Kentucky stuff too. It's there, there is so much Civil War history that yeah, I feel like it's glossed over for some of the bigger events that are just so important, yeah. but yeah. also still, you know, really interesting too.
0: Yeah, yeah no, People talk about not. There's not nothing in Eastern
1: Kentucky much in there the Bowl, but there's there's a
0: bunch of little skirmishes. Oh yeah, and,
1: uh, all over. Yeah, the like I said, Wildcat so, Mountain. That's that's a big one. Middle Creek. There's some there's some interesting stuff going on. Yep. Well, um,
0: we had a little bit of technical difficulties there at the end with the Derek. We just want to say thank you again, Derek, for coming on, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.